listening to Euromed Standing Watch, a podcast by Euromed Rights. Remember a few years ago, before 2015 and the conservative Turkish government, Istanbul Pride used to be the biggest in Europe, gathering thousands of LGBTIQ plus people in the streets to protest peacefully for their rights. Remember last year, for our podcast episode on the 2021 Istanbul Pride, We met Meric, a Turkish activist and member of the Istanbul Pride Committee, who told us these words. I think, like, from the bottom of my heart, that LGBTI plus and feminist groups are the most organized and powerful and politicized groups in Turkey at the moment. Today, one year later, Pride parades are still banned by the government. But even if Turkey withdrew from the Istanbul Convention, And even if the police is more and more active during protests, LGBTIQ plus activists continue fighting for their recognition and their right to live as equally as any other Turkish citizen. For this new episode dedicated to Pride Month, we met two LGBTIQ plus student activists from Bogazici University, one of Istanbul's leading universities. They remember Istanbul Pride in June 2021. It was a surreal experience, to say the least, because we got there and our group was divided and like beaten a couple of times. And then our friends started coming in and then we had to see them getting dragged to minibuses, getting tortured, getting threatened and shown extreme violence towards the police. I was fortunate enough to be able to escape detention and arrests, but... Uh, lots of my friends I've seen with my own two eyes that was getting beaten by the police. And it was just a horrifying experience because, like, one friend of mine came in and we said hi to each other. And in five minutes, he was in a police car. Like, it was that fast for a lot of people. It was a harrowing experience to be a part of. The two students that you're listening have to remain anonymous to not risk further government's persecution. Police violence has been particularly intense during Pride parades, but it isn't limited to these events. As the students claim, violence against LGBTIQ plus people has become a daily occurrence in Turkey. And to them, the government has a part of the responsibility in this phenomenon. On those specific events, specific occasions, just the violence intensifies to outrage from government's own mainstream media accounts. So they promote the violence, the hate speech and all of that stuff. Actually, we, we live in the, this kind of, kind of scared, kind of cautious mentality all the time, but on those days... The violence intensifies and we just intensely live that mental state. All of this hateful government campaigns that are being run, it leads to a more dangerous day-to-day life for LGBTI individuals. For example, I used to be able to feel more secure in my own skin, uh, going outside with makeup on, going outside with my boyfriend. <laughs> going to gay clubs and bars because uh, we weren't 
gaining any attention. That was the policies that they enacted, that they kept us silent. But now, as we got more visible and as the government got more hateful, I find it a pretty regular occurrence that someone on the street can just catcall me, someone on the street can harass me, someone on the street can come up to me and threaten me with violence. When I was walking with my boyfriend the other day, some people from behind us called us faggots. And uh, right at that moment, you're just incredibly vulnerable because six, seven dudes, all in their mid-thirties, you know, yelling at us from our behinds. We just had to walk with, you know, no turning back, no looking back. We had just to walk. So situations like these started appearing more and more often, which is making it incredibly hard for us to have a sustainable life in here. So that's how the government policies affect us individually. Over the past year, one factor in particular has played a key role in the intensification of violence against LGBTIQ people in Turkey. On the 1st of July 2021, the country officially withdrew from the Istanbul Convention, a legal text aiming at preventing violence against women and promoting gender equality. This means that since almost a year, there is no more legal protection against gender-based violence in Turkey. LGBTIQ plus activists are facing the concrete consequences of this withdrawal. Basically, we have no hate crime laws against gay people, and uh, Istanbul Convention was going to be a way for it to have it in legislation. And now that we don't have that, this has led us feeling like we have no safety. And... This leads us to just getting us getting more victimized in public eye and in government's eye. Istanbul Convention had a mortally important role in getting LGBT people the help they needed, but we have just left that, and that is just a brutal move to suppress and oppress LGBT people, and we're feeling its effects every day as gay people. Istanbul Convention was important because of the government had to, although it is now uh, saying that there's no such a thing as LGBTI, there's no such a thing as lesbians, government had to publish annually reports on the violation against bisexual women, lesbian women, Kurdish women, etc. And now they don't have to do that. To counter these human rights violations, the two activists addressed their concerns and demands to EU institutions. LGBTI people in Turkey needs as much as help and also deserves as much as respect as the LGBTI communities in Poland or Hungary because European Parliament or Council of Europe, they try to resist the right-wing populism of Hungary, Orban, or Poland, or Russia. But when it comes to Turkey, it's kind of justification comes to the mind of most of the European leaders. It's a Muslim country, so they kind of live like that. I think that's the problem with 
the European leaders or the institutions because Turkey is not a Muslim country. There are Muslim people, there are other kind of people and we want to live also like the other free LGBTI individuals in all around the world. It is apparent that Turkey is committing these heinous acts of violence on groups that they should be protecting. But the EU countries are being a bit hypocritical in the way that they are handling this. And also the fact that our suffering is not uh, being shown any media attention is very worrying. Like Erdogan uh, gets a lot of legitimacy from EU countries and that is just insane. There are hundreds of human rights violations that are being committed every day uh, by his rule and that adversely affects individuals that are living under uh, his regime. And unless the systems change in a way that matters, if he can get police forces to change in Europe, this would have splatter effects in all the countries around. That's, I think, what we need. Like, we need to dissolve these systems that oppress. I don't want to know that gay people, when they meet up for a first date, have to talk about whether or not their parents want to kill them or not. Like, our first date question is not how many sisters, brothers you got. It is, are your parents okay with you living? And that is just a horrifying thing. And that is something a government can change. We as activists are trying our best to influence the governing bodies to grant us living. But when gay kids, eight, nine years old, are planning on killing themselves because of the way they are, there are just so many important things that we should put our focus to. In every year, the committee of the Istanbul Pride chose some concept and tried to come up with events in relation to that concept. And this year's concept is resistance. And I try to be there because of the spirit of this year's concept. The thing is, we are real. We are here and we are queer. So we will scream until they hear. That is a song lyric, by the way. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Euromed Rights. Check out other episodes on Spotify, Deezer and Apple Podcasts. And see you soon for a new episode of Euromed Standing Watch.